what's up, man? It's been a while since we've been able to do one of these. I know. We said we're going to try to do them at least once a month. And I, I, are we at that pace? No. <laughs> <laughs> Something always comes up. I mean, you know, uh, life happens. We've been really busy lately, uh, as you know. Yes. Uh, you know, just turning and burning them with the, uh, with the buyers trying to get them into houses. It's been fun. Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's great to see the activity in the market pick up. Uh, that is for sure a uh, a positive development. Yeah, so we've noticed a lot of uh, interesting things happen in the market. You know, what are you noticing? Uh, what's that? What are you noticing? Noticing, uh, you know, it's just become really a different competition for buyers this season. Um, you know, last couple three years it's been all uh area money coming up our way cash right and so there's no competing with a 10-day deal you know it's yeah over asking we're noticing a lot of different loans being able to compete and uh it's just been been interesting seeing a normalized market again yeah that is true and and i i you use the word normalized market, and I, I, I don't want to use the word normal because it doesn't seem normal yet. But it is right. at least a new normal. There is a, and I know that phrase has been used multiple times before, but it is. We're in a completely different environment, Matt. Um, if you look at, um, you know, how what's going on with the interest rates, because it's probably one of the top questions I get asked all the, yeah. all the time: Are the interest rates going to go up? Are going to go down? And uh, my answer is always, well, first of all, I do not have a crystal ball and I am right. not, you know, even the most advanced um, economists with fantastic models are often wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I always caveat with that. But um, what we have noticed in the last six months is that the interest rates are not going down. Um, they seem to have at least got gotten to a peak that's that that makes all everybody risk averse and and everybody shy away which is the seven percent right. seven you know anything anything close to seven or above seven makes everybody go like oh my gosh what's going on right and they yeah. shy away from and step step out of the market so it seems to me that with all the changes uh, that the fed has implemented all the increases in rates it seems to be stabilizing around that six to seven percent mark tends tends to be in that middle range between six six, six and a half um will it go down further i i don't think so i mean if you look at the the big environment that if you look at the macro environment right like right. um unfortunately uh inflation is still high uh it hasn't right. it, it has improved a little bit but it hasn't dramatically gone gone down um our GDP is expected to be uh, close to zero uh, in the next few months. And, um, and people are still spending money, right? So uh, the, the it, it just doesn't make quite sense. The amount of money that people are spending doesn't commiserate with um, the fact that the, the wages are increasing, but not as fast. So right. inflation is here to stay. Um, <clears throat> At least for the next few months at least i mean we're in may i don't see the interest rates having a significant change for the next few months and even maybe all the way to the end of the year um so 
I may be wrong, but that's what it seems like. So I always tell people, people always ask me the following question. Once I don't give them an exact answer about where the interest rates are going, they always ask me the next question, which is, is this a good time to buy? Of course. And that's such a personal question, Matt. Yeah. Right? That it's a personal question. Like, well, is it is it a good time for you to buy? Uh, do you have a stable job? Do you feel right. your income is not going any way or anywhere? Or are, are you at risk of losing your job? If you are at right. risk of losing your job in the next year or two years, it's not a good time to buy. Probably wait. Yeah. Um, if if you feel stable where you are, if your industry is stable, if your family is stable, if you have the finances to sustain a monthly mortgage payment, um, even if it's a little bit higher than your rent, remember when you have a mortgage, you're paying yourself, right? You're buying an asset. Um, you're not wasting money and giving, making somebody else rich. So if the answer is yes to those questions, then yes, it's the right time to buy. Right. Um, you can always adjust the mortgage in the future. You can, you know, if the, if the rates go down, then you can, you can refinance. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's kind of my, my current approach, my current thinking. What about you? What do you think? Well, I love that you, you touched on, you know, you're, you're paying for your, for an asset, you're, you're investing in something when you're paying a mortgage, Correct. you know, I mean, you figure what average rent in Yuba city is probably around 16 to 1800. So right. 1600 over a span of 12 months, it's like $19,200 that you're just flushing down the toilet. Correct. Whereas if, yeah, if it's the right time for you to buy and everything's stable and you're going to have, you know, the same job for long-term, right. uh, Let's stop flushing that money down the toilet and let's actually put it into an asset that not only appreciates in value over time. Correct. But you're pumping that money into it to where your loan amount decreases every year. So Correct. your equity is growing exponentially and not just uh, disappearing you know, you're not just throwing it out the window and letting uh, the landlord suck it all up. Yeah. And another way to think about it, it's a little bit kind of it's it, it, it makes your brain twist a little bit when you think about it this way. But um, many first time homebuyers come to me and to my team here. It's not fine. They ask the question, you know, they say I am spending seventeen hundred on rent. Can I buy a house with and keep my monthly payment about the same? And. It kind of makes sense, right? It, 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 you know, it's it's kind of basic math. I'm already paying seventeen hundred. If I can buy a house with seventeen hundred a month, it makes sense. Yeah. The reality is that when you're buying, when you're renting, seventeen hundred dollars are not building anything, right? But when you're spending seventeen hundred on a mortgage, a portion of that goes towards your principal. So you kind right. of, it's basically, it, it's not. It's not savings, but you're basically buying an equity, buying an asset. That's why I use the word buying an asset. Now, buying a house is a sacrifice and it will always be a sacrifice. It can, it can be as simple as just making the same payment as your rent. Because if we were, then everybody would be buying a house right now, right? right. And everybody will be a homeowner. So it typically is a sacrifice. And most of the time, it ends up being a little bit more than what you pay in rent. Think about it this, what I tell people is think about it this way. If you a portion of your mortgage payment is going to be interest. So think about that interest as you are paying a, ba a bank or a financial institution for the opportunity to build an asset. Right. They're giving right. you the money to build that asset for you, that equity for you. So you're paying that interest 
Um, that's basically buying the opportunity to continue to save on that asset. When you put that payment towards that asset, that asset also is increasing in value over time. As mm -hmm. long as that increase in value is higher than the interest that you're paying, and as long as that um, interest amount that you're paying every month um, makes sense, then and you're able to make that payment, you're always going to win. Always, right. always on the win. So on the win side. So it, 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 it's, a different, it's a different mentality. You can't just say, well, can I just pay the same amount of money I'm paying? Well, no, because you're just renting. Now you're going to buy a real asset. Yeah. Um, so um, as long as you can make that monthly payment, uh, buying a house is always a winning, um, a winning proposition uh, as long as you keep that asset um, for long enough. And everybody asks me, well, what, is, what does that mean, long enough? It means different things in different markets. In some right. markets, it could be as as little as three three years. You have you have built enough equity. In some markets, it might take a little longer. But um, what we do know, based on historical um, data, is that if you hold a, a real estate asset long enough, you're always going to have um, a return. Yeah, and I I think that's really true. I mean, you know what the real estate cycle used to be ten to twelve years, right? And I think with the advent of technology, and we've talked about this a little bit before, it's it's shortened it, you know, and I, I think it's shortened it to more of like an eight-year uh, cycle where, it, you know, I think over five to eight years, you're really going to be able to see a return on that investment. Right. As long as as long as you're like up on your payments, people like don't, <laughs> don't skip a payment and think that you're not going to be penalized for it. Um, yep. You know, you... You pay your bills on time. You make sure that your mortgage is paid and, and up and true. And, you know, when it comes down to it and you want to sell, um, more than likely you're going to be in a positive equity situation where you can uh, sell, make quite a bit of profit after a certain amount of time. I mean, you know, and we always talk about we play the game like we we sell when it's high and we rent when it's low. Right. So once you own this asset, if you know, you're in a situation where you don't like the amount of money that you could potentially make off the sale of your home, just rent it out. Just rent it out. If it's and make that passive income and uh, step up to the next house. Yeah. On on your on your on your uh, path of travel, you know, I. Yeah, I have. I I have tell, a especially with first-time home home buyers, yeah. I try to let them know that this isn't your forever home. This is your first home. Correct. You know, so let's let's just take it one step at a time and build a portfolio. That way you have something coming in and you're building up enough to where, you know, you can start seeing where generational wealth comes in there and, and you can. And, and life happens, right? Life happens. Um, you, you can't make a plan uh, buying a house for more than three to five years at a time. You, you just can't. Yeah, it, it's life changes all the time and life throws things at you all the time. People get sick or people get healthy. People get newer jobs. People have yeah. to move. They have new kids. I have we have a customer right now in the Sacramento area who bought a house with us about two years ago and they thought that was their house. They had a, a two, a three year old girl at the time. And that was it. That was family for them. And they didn't have any plans of adding anybody right. else to the family. And a two-bedroom home was absolutely wonderful and, and great and in low payment. And they could yeah. have money to go to Disneyland and do other things with their young girl. Um, well, guess what? Wife is pregnant. Yeah. Um, they didn't, they didn't, 
but they didn't plan for it. They didn't want it. Yeah. They were happy with one child. And now they have a beautiful, uh, another girl and they're go like two bedrooms uh, is not going to be enough. This is too right. small a house for us. What do we do? We can buy another house. Yeah. And I go, well, what do you mean you can buy another house? Let's, let's run the numbers. Um, the challenge that we have in this current market is that because of what happened during COVID and the rates being in the low, in the low twos and between two and 3%, all of us, or the majority of the people who were paying attention, we all refinance. So we have an incredible low mortgage payment and, and fantastic rates. Those rates are not going to, I'm not going to say never, but like the right. chances of us going back to a two or 3% interest rate market are very slim, very slim, if not zero. Yeah, so, there would have to be like a catastrophic event again to. Yeah, so here, so here's the reality. You say you know rent when it's low. Well, that's that's the reality. Is that most people that want to sell their house and buy another house, they find themselves in a situation where the monthly payment right now is a two or three percent interest rate, and when they buy another house, it's going to be a six percent interest rate. So that's a tough pill to swallow, right? That's a jagged little pill, as uh, right. as our friend uh, Alani Smaller said would say. Um, but, um, what, so what do you do in this case? Well, it's an option to rent out the current home and you can use the income from that home in many cases. Um, it, the different rules for this conventional FHA, et cetera, but you can in, in principle use that income to help you qualify for the next house. Right. So when we explained this to this customer of ours, he was, he was like, wait, wait a second. So that means that I, I get to, I got, I got two assets now. I get to use the rent on one yeah. to for that asset and yeah. I get to use my monthly payment to build another asset. And it's like the, just like his eyes were like, so wide yeah. open. He's like, yeah. I need you to explain this to my wife and, and to my <laughs> father-in-law because this is, this is awesome. Right. Um, but, but that's, that impacts buyers too. Cause you don't have the reason why we don't have that much inventory right now is because people don't want to give away the assets because right. they're building their equity. Number one, and number two, the interest rates are so low. Why not keep it, right? Well, and the rental the rental market is so hot right now, too. I mean, it's insane to me what people are paying in rent. I remember when I first had my my very first apartment. You know, I was like eighteen. I think we we're paying like six hundred a month for this just a normal little apartment you know but yeah now i would hate to see what that thing's going for right now oh gosh jeez that was back in the Amazing. 90s you see you were cities about 16 15 1700 um sacramento yeah. is 2000 that's kind of the norm yeah. uh bay area is 3000 3500 i mean <laughs> if you, you want to buy a, if you want to rent a four bedroom five bedroom home which is a large home i know yeah. but that's easily 5000 bucks in the bay area um even even kind of traditional inexpensive markets like Stockton or Manteca or Tracy, those places those places are not cheap anymore. No, and Yuba City used to be that you know cheap marketplace, right? Like, uh, it's not anymore. You're you're spending between sixteen and eighteen hundred a month, and you know you're not getting very much. Um, well, think about it. It makes sense. It's very close by Sacramento. It's, yeah. it's uh, it, you know, it's North California without being North California, right? You right. get access to everything. You um, so it totally makes sense. Any anything, you know, two or three hour distance from the Bay Area from Sacramento, 
um, is gonna is gonna end up uh, in those price points. Uh, well, and Yuba City is growing too. Uh, you know, we do a Janelle and I do a bus tour with the mayor every year. It like it's just a fun thing they they do for certain community members that kind of people that are paying attention that uh, get selected for it. You know, we we enjoy it, but they're talking about putting in just a ton of homes in South Yuba City. Mm-hmm. over the next like five to 10 years. And, you know, that's going to drive prices up. That's going to keep rents uh, going up. I don't want to say skyrocketing, but you know, it, it is it's what it is. It's also going to have a positive economic impact. It's going to bring, right. you know, new stores, new uh, grocery stores, new restaurants, new places to go hang out with your family. Right. Uh, so you don't have to drive to the city next door to right. To those those you know entertainment or benefits and all those things uh so i i think it's a good thing i think it's it's uh it's is the engine of economic development so to build those houses so i'm um it, it'd be interesting to yeah. see how how it impacts but uh i, I do like my quaint uh little towns uh, but uh, it gets to uh, where, where progress you can't really stop it you know <laughs> yeah. yeah we don't have any control over it so <laughs> just exactly. kind of surf with it but yeah, it's it'll be exciting to see, you know, the people that I'm putting into homes right now in our in our area. It'll be exciting for me to see what they're worth and where their ed- equities at in 5 yeah. to 10 years. Because I'm watching prices pretty steadily increase and they they haven't stopped doing that. You know, there was a, a short time uh probably 6 months ago yeah. where prices were coming down and I'm using the word normalized again because uh, we are back to a normalized market as far yeah. as uh, COVID's gone, right? right. Like what, right. That, that age is gone and it's, it's normalized. Yeah, that's uh, a big factor out of the way, absolutely. You know, so we're no longer 130,000 overinflated in our area, you know, it's... Yeah, it's kind of nice, but it's still it's still expensive. You know, it, it took its toll, and uh, what you know, it it'll keep climbing is what I'm seeing with more people coming, more houses being built. You know, we're gonna start seeing a little plateau, but the those new home developers are gonna want yeah. the premium. That's just gonna drive prices back up. Yeah, and I, and I like that you you explain it from your point of view because you're an expert in your particular market right and so you see what's going on in your market right guess what is very similar across the nation and every market is different but if you think about what all the apocalyptic um you know negative thinking like oh my gosh the market's gonna crash i have so many of those customers by the way it'll be yeah it's actually really funny to have these conversations with them sometimes because they're just waiting for the market to crash and it's like rob when is the market gonna crash so i can buy my house and i go like you gotta be waiting for a long time, my friend, um, because it's not crashing. Yeah. It's not crashing, and there is some adjustments that are happening, especially in some markets. Um, right. If you go back to pre-COVID, um, the market was already going hot for certain metropolitan areas, like that, uh, that have been developing really fast. Uh, right. Austin, Texas, comes to mind. Um, anywhere around Phoenix, Tempe. Um, Gilbert, Chandler area, you know, we, we're talking about home prices doubling within a, a, a few years, right? Right. Really fast, um, fast uh, moving home values. 
uh, in the in the Bay Area as well. Uh, and there's so many places outside of the Bay Area that went through this, including some of the ones that I just mentioned, Manteca, right. Tracy, two, you know, an hour, an hour and a half um, away, uh, Yuba City as well. So there's a lot of these places that went really fast in terms of um, value creation for homeowners. Uh, and uh, and now we're adjusting, right? And right. now there's an adjustment happening. And now there's prices of some homes are coming down a little bit, maybe by 5%, maybe 10% in some markets going down, but now stable, right? Right. And it's it, as long as the economy doesn't go completely nuts, which so far it seems to be holding up, yeah. um, is not really healthy by any means. We still have work to do in the economy, but it's not going, it's not going crazy nuts, right? Um, so as long as that stays in place and our government doesn't, you know, go crazy with the budget and starts printing money again, right. then we should have a, a, a normalized, stabilized uh, environment where home prices will not crash or will not go down significantly. Yeah. So, um, again, going back to the original question, when is the right time to buy when you can, when you have yeah. the ability, when you have the numbers, when you have the finance? And, uh, and, and again, that's a personal question, not a not a macro question. No, I agree. Absolutely. Um, man, what else can we cover today? Oh my gosh, we cover so much in, in 20 minutes. I thought you said yeah. you wanted to be short. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we appreciate you coming on today. I I always love talking to you. Um likewise. Stick around for a second. Of course. All right. Thanks. Man. Yep. See ya. <laughs>